You're listening to OWWR, Old Westbury Web Radio, broadcast live from the SUNY College at Old Westbury in Old Westbury, New York. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned into Old Westbury Web Radio, and this is the launch of the Green Inside Story. I'm your host, Dwayne, and with me is my co-host, Candice. Say hi to the people. Hi, how are you guys? Okay, so um, basically what the Greener Side story is, is we talk about the greener side of health and wellness. We talk about nutrition, we talk about fitness, we talk about meditation. Um, It's a primarily plant-based slash vegan inspired show. And we just basically just talk about the importance of eating right, living right, and being right. So, um... <laughs> yes, yes, let the church say amen. So, um, basically, um, Candice, do you want to share some of your background as far as, um, you know, what makes you an authority to speak on such matters? <clears throat> Not quite an authority, but uh, I've been into health and holistic wellness for about the past decade. Um, I've been a vegan inspired vegan inspired I've been mostly vegan for a month I've lost almost 10 pounds uh, fairly easily on a plan Um, you know I just try to eat plant based on what makes my body feel right and I've been able to transition uh, to certain things that make me feel good and function well and I think in turn that helps me to be mentally sound um, and handle stress better as well yes yes Um, and me I've been um I haven't eaten meat for over a year and a half. Um, I'm vegan depending on the day. I'm vegetarian most of the time. I mean, I'm pretty much vegetarian, but um, when I'm not vegetarian, I'm vegan. That's kind of how it goes. <laughs> um, and yes, um, I've definitely felt the um, the changes as far as, you know, eating more plant-based and, you know, having more energy and, you know, um, just a whole bunch of different um health benefits um my skin cleared up like miraculously i had i had teenage acne as an as an adult <laughs> you know it was just a whole bunch of um craziness so yeah so do you want to express to the uh, to the listeners um i guess what made you initially start to um to cut meat out of your diet do you have like any backstory to that um Ironically, I'd say the beginning of January, and uh, it wasn't a monumental thing. It was probably like, yeah, the new year, I want to do this, and, you know, whatever. Um, I actually remember having a conversation with my dad about how meat is not sustainable and how, you know, people should eat less meat, and a lot of people eat, you know, just a ton of meat in the serving size, you know, it's supposed to be like the size of your fist, but people are, you know, when you go into restaurants, they're serving you like double portions, and a lot of people's diets are based around meat, and I was just like, meat is not sustainable for the earth, meat is not sustainable for long life, and, you know, I was like, why don't you just go vegan, like, don't be on the fence, just be vegan, and I, it kind of sat with me for a little while, and I had spent two years of my childhood, uh, I think, maybe 15 to 17 or 16 to 18, where I was a vegetarian, and I was fortunate enough to be naturally thin, and I, fortunate, whatever you want to call it, but I was naturally thin, and I ate a lot of pastas, a lot of rice, you know. I did not um, consume any vegetables or anything healthy. And at that time, I don't remember feeling ill or anything like that, but I know I wasn't getting full nutrition like I I should have been. Um, You know, when it comes down to it, nutrition counts for little things, you know, your energy, your hair. And we talk about a lot of... We talk a lot about micronutrients and the little supplements you need, but we're talking about energy, well-being, not feeling bloated, not feeling sluggish, things like that. But when I was 16, I was eating a lot of um, artificial meat and a lot of starches and stuff like that. So now I'm like, all right, what can my body do? You know, so when I, in January, I was like, all right, what can my body do? Let's see. And the changes were, were pretty fast. And I'm not saying it's going to be fast for everybody, but... Some of the changes that were definitely fast were the emotional changes. Like, all right, I don't have to go to work and eat a bagel and drink coffee with lots of creamer and sugar and then 
when lunchtime comes around, pick up that donut that everybody's offering or have the pizza that somebody's parents bought in, things like that. Like, I don't have to feel guilty about the things that I eat. So in turn, you gain more freedom by not having food as the focus of your life and just having it be something you enjoy, but also something that's good for you, but not something that's, you know, something that you lean on. Right, so it's about finding the balance, the yin to the yang. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it's crazy. I just um, found this out, um, I think it was around, it was actually this month. Um, it was my uncle's birthday, and um, my other uncle, he's um, he's been vegan for quite some time, and they were just talking about my childhood, and they were like, um, as a kid, um, I only used to, when we used to go to McDonald's, um, yeah, I'm one of those kids, um, <laughs> I ordered, I would order um, a salad and french fries. Like, I wasn't really a big fan of meat like that. Um, and then, you know, I, I went through phases where um, I wasn't, I didn't really like pork. I didn't like bacon. I didn't like sausage or anything like that. It was just um, pretty much chicken and, and burgers. And then I think I started, you know, trying getting into, I guess, bacon pretty much and, you know, pork chops and stuff like that. And I mean, pretty much I've, I've eaten a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but I want to say um, the summer of 2016, no, 15, 16, I'm going to say 16, um, when I actually started to um, to lock my hair, um, I decided to just stop eating meat. I've listened to a lot of different people um, advocate for it. You know, I've heard about the health benefits and everything like that. And, I mean, I've always been healthy. I've never really had any health issues or anything like that, but you know, I'm just thinking in the long term, I'm thinking about, you know, you know, my elders telling me, oh, you know, enjoy your youth now because, you know, you got to have a pill for every day of the week. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be that person. You know, there's very healthy people in their 80s and even 90s that are, you know, fully active, you know, and able to move around. I mean, there's blue zones, you know, in the, in the world where people live like into their hundreds, you know, and are fully functional, you know, no diapers or anything. So. You know, that's that's something that, um, you know, people like to say life goals. That's a life goal for me. That's one of my many life goals. So um, I just want to be able to, to do that, you know, and not be a slave to um, or be a victim to circumstance because of, oh, um, I'm not feeling well or I have heart problems or anything like that. Because, I mean, America is uh, the place that, uh, you know, everyone wants to get to. And, you know. I mean, the privileges that we have here, we have the honor of dying of, you know, heart disease. We have the honor of dying of diabetes. We have the honor of, you know, dying from pretty much overeating anything that's um, consumption based. You know, the ills of, of overconsumption, you know, those are, you know, what our, our faults are, what our flaws are. And, you know, that isn't the case in other countries that have where food is scarce. So it's just crazy how we have more than enough and we're using that to basically put ourselves in the early grave. So... That long-winded speech is just to say that um, I'm doing it for the health reasons. And, you know, I guess the planet as well. I guess I kind of do need the Earth to be around so I can be around and my children can be around and my children's children can be around. Right? That kind of makes sense. Yeah, I can I can uh, snowball on that point for days um, because when you talk about food scarcity and things like that, a lot of people's... Uh, Rebuttal. I mean, and the system is set up like this. I was thinking, I know it sounds crazy, but I was thinking, I saw a big, huge uh, raccoon on the side of the road. It looks like a cat. And in this state, you have to have a permit to pick up roadkill. So you have to have a permit to fish. You know what I mean? And I, I might upset uh, some ethical vegans. And I'm not saying I'm not an ethical vegan, but that's not fully. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's different extremes. But you have to have a permit to fish. You have to have a permit to pick up roadkill. You know, um, a lot of things are highly regulated. Now, I, I don't have a garden yet. Uh, Prayerfully, I will. But uh, a lot of these things are heavily regulated. So, um, as far as food scarcity, a lot of people will say, hey, well, we can't afford this, you know. And, and there are a lot of bands and different things. And they are making, you know, pot pies for a dollar and, and all these different things for for cheap, that, that creates a problem where the people with lesser incomes are, are eating worse foods and processed foods, and we eat a lot more and we want things quicker. So that's an issue there as well. But I'm not going to continue to go on and on about that because I can. But uh, yeah, that's, that definitely can be an issue. So I hope, you know, with Doing a Side Story in the future, that we're able to help you guys find simple solutions, especially in the college budget and with the time that you have to be able to eat where you don't feel 
you know, the crash and you can handle your stress and you can, you know, just, just reach your goals bodily and in your other areas, you know, by feeling yourself with the right thing. Indeed, indeed. And, um, yes, um, we're actually about to take a break and we will be back with you shortly. Stay tuned to the Green Side Story. You are tuned into the Green Side Story at Old Westbury Web Radio. Again, this is your host, Dwayne, with my co-host, Candace. Hey. And we're just basically talking about the ins and outs of just trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle. So we were just kind of going through our backstories of, you know, what got us to, you know, start eating and making better food choices. And, you know, we're just going to continue with that dialogue. So um, if I recall, you were talking about... um, your stance on, you know, um, veganism or a plant-based diet. Plant, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Yes, I was saying about um, your plant, your plant-based lifestyle, and you know, just kind of um, the background behind that, and what made you, you know, get on that path. We, that's what we were talking about before the break. So, um, I mean, like I said, I know with me, you know, it was just you know for the health reasons primarily. That, I mean, there's people that I mean that I went to high school with that like blew up and I've, I mean I've only been out of high school for about 11 years it's going to be 12 this year actually but um, it's just crazy how many um, you know people are having health issues and things like that and you know they're in their 30s they're still in their 20s I mean somebody um, growing up um, he was overweight and he didn't make it out of high school he had like um, he had heart failure so you know it's, um, it's very important to you know do the, um, eat healthy now it's amazing what the body can grow through, but at some point it's definitely going to cave in. So we need to cherish our temples, you know, that are that are these earthly vessels that we are um, so fortunate to have. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the time uh, we as young people forget that we're not invincible, whether it's the way that we eat or whether it's running our bodies into the ground with like, you know, harsh exercise or alcohol, um, drugs, any any anything that just abuses the body and, and puts wear and tear on it. You got to think of your body as a car. You know, you got to maintain it for it to last. Um, and I think we're in a culture where it's just so normal and acceptable to be um, bigger. You know, I don't I don't feel it that way. And and non-Western societies where, you know, maybe they're practicing moderation more, um, but as a society, they're a lot smaller with a lot less health problems and a lot less, uh, I would say, sort of like a burden uh, financially on their country as far as, like, health care or sick care goes. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, a lot of, I mean, we're just, we're just bigger, badder, you know, bolder. It's just America. We're very obnoxious and in your face. It's just kind of, you know, what Western society is all about. But, you know, it's at what cost? You know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So, um, yes. Um, so what would you say, you know, once you started to make the transition to, you know, veganism and, and everything like that, what would you say were some of the um, the hardest struggles that you had to deal with, you know, um, as far as like the transition? You know, was it was it hard? Were the times when you relapsed, you know, anything like that? Um, I'm a carboholic. Uh, <laughs> carbs, you know, I, I, right now I'm a semi-vegan who does not really indulge in carbs. Um, uh, maybe when I'm at the weight where I feel like I can maintain, um, or I'm at a weight where I'm in, just, just there to maintain and I don't have any goals as far as weight loss and stuff, or if I'm exercising to a point where I know I can burn stuff off. But white carbs in particular, I enjoy a good white carb. I enjoy oil, you know, and uh, the person that I'm following most closely now, Dr. Furman, um, he's the author of Eat to Live and all these other different books on like what he calls a nutritarian diet. Now, I don't really, I wouldn't say I subscribe to a certain diet because I tend to get very, um, <coughs> excuse me, I tend to get very, hyper focus on something and and then end up like going out of the way so if you're somebody like me which i 
know there's other people out there with type A personalities who want everything to be perfect. I have to do better, uh, little by little, you know. Maybe it's when, you know, for some time it's like, all right, I'm going to have eggs, but I'm only going to have two eggs. And instead of bread, I'm going to have it with spinach or I'm going to have one slice of bread. Little changes uh, will yield big results in the long run. So I'm sorry, your question was, what were some of my setbacks? Um, it hasn't been too hard. It hasn't been too hard. I think something that I experienced yesterday was my very specific kind of diet and I don't really love raw food yet um I forgot to bring lunch like I usually bring a huge salad I put like a lot of different things in it I forgot to bring lunch with me and then I had to leave work uh and go somewhere else so it was I was kind of scrambling to get lunch and that's when it can get expensive when you're buying like you know three dollar bag of, of chips that are like you know chips or popcorn or whatever as a snack or you're buying um, if you don't live in the city or somewhere like out west, you're buying a $4 juice and you're buying a $3 bag of chips or, you know, you're scrambling to look for something. Um, when you don't plan, at least for me, when I don't plan is when I, I tend to run into hurdles. So I really just try to plan everything out. You know, I try not to get myself too bored. I realized that I can, when I did eat meat, I was eating two, three eggs four slices of bacon, three slices of bacon, two slices of toast, maybe with oil because I thought it was better than butter, but it was like, <laughs> I thought I was at Carabas, like, I don't know if we can name drop, but it was like teaspoons of butter with with herbs in it, and then, like, I just having a big, huge breakfast all the time for no reason, so now I'll have quinoa porridge and I don't get sick of it, and what I do, when you guys do, if you're trying to make that change and you get sick of something, switch it up, you know, so that's my advice, uh, Switch it up, maybe indulge every once in a while, and don't be so hard on yourself. Yes, yes, definitely. Because you know, when people slip up, it's kind of just—I mean, for one, we can we can speak freely here, but sort of freely. This is a college show, but um, you know, there's certain things, um, certain foods trigger certain things in the brain, and certain things that are triggered mirror other certain things that um, you know, it kind of resembles the same effects of you know prescription drugs or non-prescription drugs so you know it's kind of like we have a chemical addiction to some of these things you know sweets um salty foods you know things like that i mean um one of the biggest things with me is um it's fries like just not even just fries like i guess potatoes and carbs like it has to be the right kind of potatoes <laughs> you know um i just um i've always been that way you know just the right amount of salt then i just trigger something um or even like sweet sometimes. I mean, my grandmother had a sweet tooth. My mother had a sweet tooth. And, you know, I got one as well. Um, I try to, you know, really su supplement that with fruits. But, you know, when you don't plan beforehand, it, it gets hard. And, you know, um, the shelf life of real fruits, emphasis on real fruits, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's you got to get it while you can. You know, you may think that you have, you know, your fruits laid out for the week and then, you know. You open it up and it smells a little fermented and it's like well do i throw up or do i <laughs> you know or you know do i just throw it out so i think also like with that um there's a way there's there's always substitutes it depends on how far you want to go uh, down that rabbit hole substitutes you know i bought coconut milk ice cream i did not like it you know some people do enjoy it um, some people can have a substitute. If you're going to go for frozen yogurt or do something like that, I um, prefer, I just got a nice blender, so I'm really ready to, to use it and get into it. But even in my um, my Ninja, um, making nice cream, so you, you can have a date, you can soak that, um, you know, dates, raisins, whatever you can get. And dates, are, they can kind of run a little expensive, but you're not using that many. They'll last you a few months, so... Put those dates in the fridge. You can soak the date. Or you can just chop the date. That'll be a little sweetener, agave, or something like that. And even super ripe bananas are naturally sweet. You put a little cacao in that, and you got your indulgence. You know what I mean? You got to find ways to get those cravings somewhere else. And the good thing about that, when you when you hit those cravings, or you know maybe you're hypothesized every once in a while, but you uh, if you substitute these things with really healthy things that still fulfill you, you don't have to feel bad about it. You know. 
right there's nothing like a guilt-free meal i'm telling you um i've posted um a couple of pictures on you know my instagram and definitely my snapchat um you know um i'm not gonna plug my snapchat but um you know um where you know i've gotten you know messages like oh this looks really good and stuff like that and i'm like yeah it, it is you know I, I typically have a a, a grain base you know, whether it's quinoa or like a, a medley of quinoa and brown rice or wild rice or anything like that. Um, you know, definitely a vegetable, a green vegetable, spinach, kale, you know, arugula, any kind of mixture of that. And, you know, like some mushrooms, sometimes um, some some legumes, some nuts. You know, I like to have it, you know, have those main things in, in the meal to like I get kind of like a well-rounded a well-rounded meal um so i'd like to make sure i hit all those those different points because like when you think about you know food like oh i'm hungry and then you think about oh so what am i what am i craving for and there's always something that pretty much has like no nutritional value ever like pizza what's the nutritional value of that not much you know but if you think about okay so i need to have a vegetable did i have any fruits today you know did i have any grains today and you start thinking like that it becomes easier to really you just it's, it's really all about the planning now that i really think about it, it's really all about the planning and you know if you do if you are caught out there because you didn't meal prep or anything like that and you gotta bite the bullet because you know you have to quote unquote eat something um you know you have to think about okay what is what nutritional aspect am i getting from this because otherwise you're just kind of throwing your money away you're just eating something that's going to make you feel full or what you think is full and then you know it's just going to go away and you're going to feel like you know crap afterwards so yeah the way that you linked the um serotonin and dopamine receptors and things like that the food and the msg and the and all these flavorings and colors and all these different things that are in there to make you to give you that appeal to give you that smell that that taste that look of uh certain things there's also supposed to be a link between that and certain emotions. Like, I don't know if it's like you're, you're sad and you're craving sweet, you're angry and you're craving savory. There's some type of, an, and, and check me on the credibility of that, y'all, but there's emotions that are attached to different flavors. And there's also like minerals. So let's say you're, you, you're deprived of zinc and you're, you know, you're craving XYZ. That's, that's kind of like pregnant women who have uh, pica. You know what I mean? Because they're deficient in certain minerals, so they feel the need to eat dirt or chalk or something uh, familiar to them, I guess. You said dirt? Pica, yeah. So pica is putting, like, uh, objects in your mouth. But sometimes pregnant women will eat chalk or, or dirt or something with an, an earthy type of uh thing because they're deficient in a certain vitamin okay on that note we're gonna iron. take a break and we'll, we'll get right back to you know um eating dirt <laughs> this is a green and story stay tuned you are tuned into the green Side story with old westbury web radio and again it is me the one and only Dwayne, with the one and only gandis Hey y'all. So yes, we were talking about, I believe, eating dirt, as you were so eloquently explaining. Yes, we were. Okay, so um, yes, you want to elaborate on eating dirt and, you know, um, some little known facts about dirt consumption. I mean, I'm pretty sure that uh, people have heard about it, or if they haven't, they don't care to hear about it, but uh, pica, cravings, emotional cravings, uh, physical cravings. Now, pica isn't always a... Pica can be a symptom of pregnancy, but it's also a symptom of, uh, of a mental illness or whatever, and it's classified in DSM-5. Uh, but anyway, pica can be a an indicator of low iron or whatever i just suggest everybody i know a lot of people hate needles but i kind of just suggest everybody go and get um their blood checked out see what's going on to check your you know your hormones check your your blood sugar i think a lot of the time as young people you're not thinking about oh let me check my blood or whatever you know you don't want to be too overly uh concerned but you want to say see hey what's up what's my a1c looking like what's my cholesterol looking like you know um is everything in order I, I mean, 
I had just got a physical because I needed to for work. I, other than that, I was going to go to the doctor. So it's kind of a, a good thing to go to the doctor and, and check your levels and see, you know, where your base levels are at. Indeed, indeed. Um, I mean, me personally, even when I was, you know, not not having the best diet, um, I never had a doctor that was more in shape than I was. And, you know, it's kind of like, you're like, what, well, what do you know? I mean, yeah, you went to school and stuff like that, but, you know, are you living, you know, what you're, what you're researching and stuff like that? So I guess kind of, and then there's a pride thing. I guess it's more of a man thing that men are like, I'm not going to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. Women are kind of like, you know, they're very in tune with their bodies uh, most of the time. And it's like an instinctual thing. And if something's off, they're like, I need to go see what's going on. Like right now, they just know when something's like not um, in line when their chakras are, you know, knocked out of alignment. <laughs> but with guys, it's kind of like, eh, whatever. You know what? This is a crazy parallel. A crazy parallel. The way that, um, the way that men treat their bodies is the way that women treat their cars, and vice versa. When there's something wrong with the car, a man's like, "All right, I need to check this out. I need to check the oil. I need to do this. I need to do that." But you know, if you have, a, if you get a chest pain, it's like, ah, eh, whatever. You know, I had a pizza. You know, it's just, it's crazy that that parallel. Um. I'm not sure if you can relate, but uh, yeah, that just kind of hit me. I think it's, I don't know. I think um, it makes sense. And uh, God forbid, hopefully, you know, for your your parents and things like that, women and men have heart attacks differently. You know, if you want to talk about straight chest pain, some men, I mean, I mean, not even men and women, it could be, you know, who knows, but some people get a little, um, you know, a little shoulder pain, you know. Women will get a little cramp, a little indigestion, a little, all this doesn't feel right. I guess it's a chili dog I had, like, type of deal. And they could be having a heart attack for days, you know. Um, so those things, I think we're just used to a regular level. I mean, at least I was used to functioning at a certain level of discomfort, you know. Um, excuse me, and vegans, being vegan makes you gassy sometimes, like crazy, but... Um, but before um, I started eating clean, I ate until I was just stuffed. I walked around with a painful stomach, you know, just being in pain, being bloated, and saying, oh, I'm full, this is good. You know, next time I eat, I won't eat until I'm full, this is good, this is great, you know. And then some people are not having bowel movements regularly, and these are just normal things for them. Pop that off with, you know, the older people or people who are just on medications in general, your medications are throwing off everything, you know, and uh, I was just listening to a podcast that said we function with our diseases at a level that we feel like is normal. I've, I've worked in healthcare and had patients tell me, well, my, my blood blood sugar is fine. It's 6.0, but I am on metformin and yeah, your, your things are fine. Your things are normal because you're functioning on this level with the assistance of medication. Right. And, uh, these things can become your new normal. So, you know, if you're not feeling right, and this is mentally, physically, examine it, you know? Um, men, women, you know, and I think it's across, like, older people, but go in and get these things checked out. You know, if you find a good doctor, they're not going to be against you. And you, a good doctor means somebody's going to tell you about yourself when you, when you need to be told about yourself, but also somebody's going to look out after you and not just be running test to run tests or... You know, you'll, you'll be able to tell, but just always get yourself checked. And like you said with females, um, always be in tune with your cycle, you know, what's normal for you and um, things like that. It's not necessary to be in a ton of pain and a ton of bleeding. And, you know, uh, we got we to gotta readjust our new normal, I feel like. Oh, well, yeah, most definitely. Um, it's crazy that we're really functioning... Um we're functioning diseased people basically you know where we uh we take enough medications to just you know get through the day i mean um i think part of what really um converted me was um i was listening to this thing on um this um speak on youtube called uh, minister inky and um he was talking about how you know heart re- um acid reflux and stuff like that is your body you know almost basically telling you off you know letting you know that you shouldn't have ate what you ate 
but what do we do instead you know saying you know maybe i shouldn't have ate that it's like all right well let me take this medication so that i feel better about you know so i can keep eating you know it's just it's crazy like our body tells us gives us all kinds of warning signs we just simply ignore which again you know just ties into the you know the car analogy you know when your car starts making some sounds you never saw you know to check engine lights on you know it's just letting you know something you know so, I mean, sometimes it's not that serious. Sometimes it isn't. But, you know, you definitely want to get it checked out. So, yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I would definitely say that um, yearly, at least yearly, you know, get get your yearly physical. I think um, most, I'm not sure about how healthcare is now. Healthcare is a mess, but we're not going to get political. But um, I think it. If you get like a, a yearly physical, you know, with your with your healthcare, whatever you have, you know, take advantage of it. You know, make sure that you know everything is, is going well. Um, make sure that you're not a BMW, and that's you know someone that's having bowel movements weekly. You need to be daily. Um, you know, just little things like that. Um, I know people don't like to talk about that, but I mean, it's it's real. Like if it comes in, it needs to go out. And if it doesn't go out, you're poisoning yourself. Um, you know, it's just like simple stuff. And it shouldn't be a painful process either. It shouldn't be like you're giving birth. It should be a very smooth, fluid process. And that's as about as graphic as I'm going to get. So, um, yes. Um, just out of curiosity, have you ever had the urge to eat dirt? I'm going back to the whole, uh, you said it was. No. You said it was about the dirt thing. No. Uh, my thing was french fries at one point. Love my french fries. Hot and ready. Like, uh, you know, we're doing too many, um, <laughs> ad places here. But, especially for bad foods. You're about to pay me. I loved, huh? You're about to pay me. Go ahead. No names. I was going about to pull a, pull a uh, name brand here. But, love me some french fries. Uh, I love the good pastry. You know, I was never really one for like the sweets. I did like Snickers and Butterfinger, but I, I had them very few and far between, but I love me a good pastry. So I, I, I didn't, I also didn't have a limit, you know? Right. If there's munchkins at work and, you know, it's the culture of like, let me feed you. We have that let me feed you culture. I'm the same way. And now like, what do I want to feed? Dad is like, ugh, vegan food, I don't know. It might not be all that. And then I'm like, I can, like my coworkers have made black bean brownies. Some of them I sold, some of them I just left it in the kitchen, and they were all gone. So, um, but what were we saying? Keep us on track, away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, just as, in regards to, you know, um, our struggles and, you know, our our weaknesses, I think this is a, a moment of transparency, you know, when it comes to eating clean. You know, we're not perfect. You know, this isn't... Um, this isn't a cult or something like that where, you know, we are by these strict guidelines. And if you don't, you know, follow them, then we're going to shame you or excommunicate you. Like we're, we're all human, like the next person, you know, we're just living day by day, just trying to be the best us that we can be. So, you know, every once in a while, you know, you may indulge, but, you know, you get back on it. You don't keep going down that hill. Like once you fall, it's all about how you get up. So, you know, it's and it's good that, you know, I mean, I've had your cooking before and um, I, I can vouch for that. Um, by the way, uh, cooking show coming soon with the Greenest Eye story. Check us out on YouTube. Um, but um, yes, you know, it's just um, it's really about there's a balance. It's a balancing. Act. Everything's about balance. You know, it's um, you can make healthy food taste amazing. It's, it's very possible. I've done it myself. There's also nothing that compares to cheese. Sometimes, you know. Oh God. <laughs> But when you, but also, I'm going back and forth, but there's also, like, there's nothing that compares to cheese, but at the same time, if you're eating well, you should be satiated. If you're eating well, your craving should diminish. If you're making sure you're satisfied and you're not bored and you're full and you're getting your nutrition or whatever, you should be, you should be good. You know, it's better to not fully restrict yourself. We said that before, but it's better not to fully restrict yourself and end up binging on something. And feeling like you can't get back on track if you're type A like me, you're just like, oh, I did this, now I can't do it, you know. So just, you know, you have a day, you have a meal, not even a meal, not even a day. I mean, you'll have a meal and then get back on track. You know, you say, oh, this meal was a little, uh, I don't really like, you know, the way that made me feel. So let me just get back on track with my next meal. You mm -hmm. know, it's all like, like you said, it's all about moderation, balance. 
definitely, like I said, um, people are going to slip up. Don't beat yourself up over it. You know, um, stay focused. And get back on it. I mean, even if you want to, if you're, um, if you have a goal set up, like let's say you have like a goal, like oh, I'm going to do x amount of push-ups or i'm gonna run or i'm gonna do like a financial goal or i'm gonna you know make a budget or anything like any kind of goal short-term goal for the month for the week whatever it is i would say for the month if you meet that goal or all of the goals that you have set up then you know treat yourself to a meal like you know have it may it could still be vegan you know um but it doesn't have to be you know loaded with you know nutrients necessarily like you know you can have some flaxy pancakes or whatever like treat yourself you know or reward yourself you know don't just eat because or indulge in something you know because you're craving it or you're emotional or you're sad or you know your car won't start or you know whatever like it needs to have when you eat it's like a it's almost like a, a ritual like experience and you know your body will tie, will associate things. Your body's always putting two and two together, whether you know it or not. So if you're eating always like when you're sad or depressed, you know, the next time you're depressed, you're going to want that same feeling because uh, the hormones that are basically triggered is basically going to tell your brain's going to trick you into think that that's like the solution to your your ailment, basically. That's like your um, brain telling you that's the medication, but it's really just a placebo. I feel differently about that. While I do enjoy my vegan indulgences, indulgences like pizza, I do enjoy that, but at the same time, the way that my personality is, I know I need to retrain my brain to accept different, a different reward system. So for me, it's like, all right, maybe you'll reward yourself for an experience. I told myself, uh, like about five pounds from now, when I hit 143 pounds, that I would like to get my nose pierced. And it's been something I've been wanting. Maybe you reward yourself with a trip to the city or reward yourself with, I don't know, whatever kind of thing that you feel like you can indulge with. Maybe because food rewards and food, a big thing also with vegans too is um, food socialization. So you'll have to learn to rework that. You know, I went to a restaurant with my friend and uh, I had to veganize my meal and it was a chain restaurant and it was a little hard to do, but you know, if that's something you want to do with your friends, fine. But a lot of the time, it's like, all right, you know, how can I reward myself without the food? Um, especially if you're you're a food addict. I was I was a food addict. You know, uh, I was the type who'd want to go through a jar of uh, ice cream. Not naming any brands, but you know that best gelato stuff that's out. You know, all right, I did good and I got through a stressful day, so let me get myself to this much of that. You know, so. Um, it just depends on what kind of reward system works best for you, but, you know, maybe you can do that and find a different way to reward yourself, but it, it, it just depends on you personally. Exactly, and with that, we will be right back with you with the Green Side Story. Stay tuned. You are tuned in to Old Westbury Web Radio, and this is the Green Side Story. It is your host, Dwayne and Candace, bringing you the yeah. latest and greatest in healthier living and lifestyles and also wellness. So um, as you were talking about earlier, you know, we weren't always like this. We um, this wasn't something that happened overnight. It was qu- actually quite a struggle for not only us, but other people, you know, to try to live this lifestyle that we um, told so proudly eating clean and being plant based. So, um, you know, we're just going to kind of talk about our, um, our experiences with that. So, um, Candice, if you, uh, if you may. Me, uh, me getting serious was almost overnight, uh, which doesn't happen with everybody. I know as far as, uh, my body image, that's the biggest thing that I, I feel like I'm struggling with right now. Not really struggling with my meal, you know, I, I, I just tell myself, all right, is this worth it? You know, um. At work, there's a lot of pizza. There's a lot of, you know, we made banana bread today. There's a lot of temptation. But I look into it, and I'm like, I'm looking at all the salt and sugar, and you got flour, and, you know, people may dress with high herbs. Banana bread, but we put literally a cup of uh, chocolate chips into it. So I just think, you know, is it worth it for me? But um, I think if you're somebody who wants to be vegan for health reasons and you have had uh, issues with weight, and I, I, I have never been obese, so I don't know that struggle, but I have been overweight. 
and to see your body transition but not be where you are is a little complicated because it requires patience and it requires patience and it requires you to you know just accept things in the meantime now um as far as meals like i as i stressed before i think planning is important and there's a lot of youtube videos we live in the information age which is amazing there's tons of resources for you to be able to find recipes and uh college things whether you're in the dorms whether you're off campus quick easy things uh, that can also be affordable for you to travel with, you know. Um, even if you have to plan down to the tea when to eat, or, you know, you should maybe have a water plan or something like that. But little bitty steps, you know, let's say oh, I want to drink more water, you know. Um, and I'm pretty sure in, in its own little way there, there were things that set me up to be where I am now, and I'm pretty sure there will be challenges if, if if it's easy now, I'm pretty sure there'll be challenges down the line. But, um, you know, it's a combination. Eat your fruits and veggies, drink your water, exercise, you know. And it, it's, it's easy in theory, but it's the little steps that count that make it, you know, that can get you to where you want to be. Indeed, indeed. I remember initially when I first stopped eating meat, it was just really chicken. I kept going back to chicken. It was always something. And when that's, I kind of cut out chicken because I... I I stopped eating red meat like years ago. Um, I think like every once in a while I would have one, like maybe like once or twice a year. And then, um, you know, it was just chicken, you know, I've been raised off chicken. And um, after that, I transitioned to pretty much salmon. That was kind of my thing, especially black and salmon. That used to be my joint. I'm not going to lie to you. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, once I was done with that, I mean, it was just, it wasn't that bad. It's just a matter of, it's almost exciting, you know, to figure out how I'm going to, you know, make this happen this time? How am I going to get my nutrients this time? It's almost like a game. But, um, you know, some people aren't as lucky as we were. You know, other people actually struggle with their weight or have struggled with their weight or are currently struggling with their weight and, you know, trying to make better food choices. So um, I actually, um, for a project, I went out and, you know, interviewed some people to see about what they go through on a day-to-day. I'm going to leave you all with this interview that we did. Um, and... Um, So um, I'm actually much like the world of fashion, diet fads have come and gone over the years. And in typical fashion, there's nothing new under the sun, just remakes of trends from the past. There's been countless studies and pseudosciences created over the concept of diet and what many perceive as wellness. But is there a difference between diet and the decision to make better food choices? America is by far the unhealthiest developed nation on earth, with the UK creeping for their coveted title, with high rates of obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. But most don't diet for health reasons, for many it's just so they can look the part. 57% of American women and 46% of American men claim they would like to lose weight according to Gallup. However, out of those same people who claim they want to lose weight, only 22% of men and 27% of women actually follow through with an even smaller percentage of those who actually succeed. With numbers not adding up, I took to the public for answers. Like, What are the reasons behind your diet? Like, why, What is your why? A lot of people, when they do diets, like they have a why. <laughs> what would you say your why is? My why is myself. Um, a lot of times when us as more as I would speak about me as a woman, um, a lot of us, you know, when you're a bit overweight, you're um, self-conscious, you know, you go to the fitting rooms, you try something on, you don't feel it looks good. A thousand people can tell you something looks good, but if you don't feel good about yourself, it doesn't matter how many times someone else tells you that. So honestly, that's my why. My why is, you know, for me to feel happy, for me to be confident, for me to feel comfortable in my own skin. Um, I don't think that weight loss would be the only thing that would improve that overall you know feeling mm-hmm. but I think it has a big part to do and I know a lot of other women that you know can relate to what I'm what what my why is I basically um, was out of my mom's house so I started cooking and I found it disgusting you know all that blood seeping out of the meat what kind of meat was that like beef pretty much you know, I like I said, I still eat meat, but I was still, you know, I don't like the veins in the chicken. I don't like, 
you know, the dryness of a pork chop. And I'm sure there's ways that she can do it. But I, I know now that, like, you know, you shouldn't be eating a ton of meat and a ton of, uh, you should have a balanced diet. And I think that's a problem. A lot of people don't have a balanced diet. While all weren't consumed with vanity, there were some that were dieting for health reasons. Honestly, what made me want to was the fact that I started feeling um, numbness to my feet. And I have a history of diabetes on my father's side of the family. Deadly diabetes at that. Um, and I just woke up one day and I just decided to change my life around. Not just for their own well-being, but to be there for their family and loved ones. At times I got emotional when describing the struggles that they would go through in order to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Right now I don't have time really to cook on my own. So I really rely on basically fast food. So, gotta do what you gotta do. My daily struggle, um, me personally, is sweets. I crave a lot of sweets. Um, I find that, that it's something that I can control. It's, I have to like set myself prepare myself mentally right. and say, you know, I, I feel like I want this. Let's say I have my healthy meal. Usually after I have my lunch, I'll crave something sweet. I have to literally tell myself, you know, no, you're not going to have that because I have goals and I have, you know, a lifestyle which I want to try to maintain. What I've been doing for the last, I would say, three days, just because I've noticed that things are becoming boring, I decided to add more things to my lifestyle change as well as nightly workouts. I feel like working out at night before going to bed for some reason makes me want to get up the next day and do it all over again. It, it gets boring because it's like you go from eating everything you wanted to limiting to what you should be eating but then it becomes repetitive so it's like you don't know what to eat and I just feel like that exercise at night just gives you that extra little oomph just to kind of do it again the next day. My life soon will probably be that I wake up at 6, I take her to daycare at 7, go to work at 8, come back for her at 4.30, get home at 5.30. What am I bringing with me? Am I bringing yogurt? Am I putting it in, you know, storage if I'm cutting like peppers? You know, let's say I prep for the week. You can't just prep peppers and spinach and everything else you're not going to eat a ton of cooked food even cooked food are you going to microwave it you know i try my hardest not to microwave things but when i meal prep everything has to be like halfway cooked and go straight into the microwave um and then things are frozen as well so if you want to eat we're talking about a level of healthy if you want to eat clean i can say i can do well fairly easily if you want to eat super healthy all these things are you're going to have to prep ahead of time and how long is you know, kale, peppers, quinoa, and all that stuff. If you want to mash it together, going to stay without getting soggy and nasty. You know, ideally, you want to be eating and, and um, you want to be prepping and eating right away. But we don't live that kind of life. So the verdict is up for debate. Is it better to do a diet or is it better to do a lifestyle change? What would you say, how much would you say um, nutrition affects health? Like how much of an impact say um, nutrition has on like someone's overall well-being oh 100% it has all to do with it it's just that missing that part that if you don't if you're not eating healthy and you can work out you're not eating healthy and you can take your medicine and go to your doctors religiously mm -hmm. you're missing a whole big chunk you're not right. going to get that you're not going to be you can't be healthy without eating healthy right and unfortunately, it's not promoted as much as it should be in the medical field. Right. It's not. People think, oh, I just, uh, yeah, I know, I have to eat vegetables um, and fruits, you know, every day. So they don't know the portion. They don't know what vegetables do, which each, what vegetable does what for your body? How much of it should you be taking? Right. I mean, it's not pushed enough. There's really no courses that go in depth when it comes to nutrition mm -hmm. in the nursing, in nursing school or in medical school. There's mm -hmm. really no real nutrition course. Right. Is it better to go for the short term or for the long term? So if someone wanted to go vegan, what would be um, the best advice that you would give them? I would tell them to go for it, um, you know, for health reasons and everything else. Like I have a cousin, you know, who is pretty much overweight and I try to tell them, you know, they think it's a joke when I tell them. Like, oh, I'm never cutting out meat, this, that, and the third, but I think it would be a really good thing for them. Based on the facts and your own research, you can decide for yourself. This is Dwayne Johnson with The Greenest Side Story.
listening to Major Laser and DJ Snake with Lino. Stay tuned to the Green Side Story at Old Westbury Web Radio. Any final words for the listeners? Let's find out. And until the next episode, let's, let's get all that wisdom and let's share. Let's make this a relationship. Uh, we want to get to grow and uh, know you guys. And we're, we're interested to in make this, you know, an ongoing thing. Yes, yes, yes. So um, just stay tuned. We have bigger and better things coming from the Green Inside Story. Thanks for listening to uh, Old Westbury Web Radio. <laughs>